Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Taking on the might of the Murdochs in court is no small feat, but Crikey is doing just that. Lachlan Murdoch is suing the small Australian media group for defamation after it alleged links between the Murdoch family and the January 6th Capitol riot in the US, which the Murdochs deny. Today, the host of Media Watch, Paul Barry, on why it will be a test case for Australia's defamation laws you'll want a front row seat for. Barry, to understand this case that's been launched by Lachlan Murdoch, the co-chairman of News Corp and the chief executive of Fox Corporation, let's first go back to the 6th of January last year when rioters were storming the US Capitol. It was just extraordinary. Absolutely. Um, Imagine that happening here. Hundreds Mm. of supporters of Donald Trump armed with sticks and guns including some members of right-wing militia, stormed the US Capitol building in Washington, which is, you know, the centre of democracy in America. While members of Congress were certifying Joe Biden's election victory. So this was the point at which Biden's victory in the November election was going to be ratified and there was going to be no turning back. Um, Just before these hundreds of people had stormed, these Trump supporters had stormed the Capitol, they'd been at a rally, or a lot of them had been at a rally with Donald Trump, not far away in a park. Hundreds of thousands of people here, and I just want them to be recognised by the fake news media. Turn your cameras, please. He told them the election had been stolen from them, that the result was a fraud, and that he had won the landslide. This is something he'd been saying for... Uh, weeks at that, that All point. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats. And he urged them to go do. down there. He said, I know you're all going to go down there and make your voices heard. He I did say peacefully. everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong. No, this wasn't the first time that Trump had told the big lie about him having won the election and it being stolen from from his supporters. He'd been saying it for weeks and a lot of commentators in the media had amplified that, including some from Fox News, quite a few from Fox News. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Democrats have made it very clear they plan to put Joe Biden in the White House in January, whether he wins the election or not. Some of the commentators were repeating this idea of the big lie and the idea that um, it was an election that Trump had won and had been stolen from him and really winding up that anger. I don't think there's really much doubt that there were some some commentators at Fox who were doing that. Thank you for talking with us in the first interview since Election Day. Mr. President, you've said many times that this election was rigged, that there was much fraud, and the facts are on your side. Let's start there. We had glitches where they moved thousands of votes from my account to Biden's account, and these are glitches. So they're not. Glitches. Meanwhile, other organisations in the in the Murdoch media were were taking a different view. Um, the Wall Street Journal, for example, and the New York Post were were criticising the protesters and criticising Trump. So it's not monolithic, but there were certainly people at, at Fox News who were on Trump's side and winding up the anger.
let's all now turn to this crikey article and this legal action taken by Lachlan Murdoch. This is an article that was published in June of this year. But first, before we get to that, I just want you to describe what is crikey. I know it's been around for a while, but not everyone would know what crikey is. Well, crikey, and I should declare an interest, I used to work for them um, about 10 years ago. I worked for them briefly. And as a result of that, I acquired some of those paid in shares to some degree. So I still have a small shareholding in crikey. So in that sense, I have a conflict of interest. Um, I also have written critical books about the Murdochs, so that's perhaps another conflict of interest. On the other hand, I have also worked for the Murdochs in the past, so I think uh, you'll have to decide how you want to treat my evidence. In any in any case, Crikey is a, a small subscription uh, website. It's kind of a gadfly website. It, it concentrates a lot on politics and policy. It can be pretty... I suppose provocative. It stings. It's um, it's it's all commentary, almost all commentary, and it's it's clearly to the left of the political spectrum. And it regards itself as being a, a guardian of truth and a, a a useful watchdog for 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 people who who are interested in reading it. Okay. So now tell me about this particular article. It claims links, doesn't it, between the Murdoch family and the January six Capitol riots that we were just speaking about before. That's right. It was published. On the 29th of June, which was after uh, the day after a key hearing in the January 6th committee where they're trying to get to, to the bottom of, of who organised the riot and to what extent Trump incited rioters to go and do that. Um, a White House staffer called Cassidy Hutchinson gave very damning evidence. She said that Trump knew that protesters were heavily armed as they were marching on the Capitol with weapons and she said he didn't care. I was, in the, I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. She also said that Trump believed protesters were right to call for Pence to be hanged. So it's crazy, crazy stuff. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. And that a lot of that is reflected in the article, which is written by Bernard Keane, who is Crikey's political editor. But the article goes further than um, <coughs> castigating some of the commentators on Fox for their coverage of Trump uh, and the big lie. It actually accuses the Murdoch family, which owns Fox News, of being unindicted co-conspirators in what happened. And that's essentially that they illegally conspired with Donald Trump to incite an armed mob to march on the Capitol to prevent the confirmation of the outcome of the presidential election. The Murdochs deny this, absolutely. It's a little bit extreme, a little bit over the top. I wouldn't want to be trying to prove that in court. But clearly, um, the the guts of the article was about what Trump had done and the support that he'd received in some parts of the media. Mm, right, so you've mentioned already that crikey can be pretty provocative at times. And these are really serious allegations, aren't they, that they're raising here? Absolutely. They're very serious allegations. They're very similar to allegations that have been raised in the American media by a lot of, of uh, the, I suppose, left-leaning media. Mm. Um, I mean, you'd read this day after day, that sort of uh, allegation in the American media about the behaviour of Fox News. I think there's been no defamation actions there, partly because 
the laws there are very different and it's much, much harder uh, to sue someone in the media. You have to prove actual malice and there's a huge constitutional protection for freedom of speech, freedom of expression. So I think that's why you're seeing a, a defamation case here but not in America for similar sorts of allegations. Okay, well, let's come to the defamation laws here and this case uh, in a minute. But just give me or remind me what was the reaction from Lachlan Murdoch when this article went up? Well, Lachlan's had problems with Crikey before. He's complained to Crikey before a number of times. Um, he was upset and his lawyer, a guy called John Churchill, fired off a letter to Crikey saying, you've defamed my client. Um, it's a very serious defamation. It's outrageous. It's untrue. And we, uh, we want you to apologise. We want you to take the article down. And he, since then, has named, I think, 14 defamatory imputations in the article, like, for example, that he conspired illegally with Trump to overturn the 2020 presidential election. The initial reaction of Crikey to, that, to the first letter, which is a concerns notice, was to take the article down. They did so within 20 minutes, they say, as a, as a gesture of goodwill. You then had a, a, a sort of to and fro of legal letters throughout July and the first half of August. And when that was clearly not going to result in a settlement in that Crikey wouldn't apologise and Murdoch wouldn't go away, Crikey put the article back up again on the 15th of August. And they said, right, we've decided to republish it. And kind of at that moment, you thought, well, wow, there's, uh, they're clearly spoiling for a fight here. This is going to, something's going to happen. And sure enough, a week later, they then took the campaign even further and, and uh, published a letter in the New York Times, an open letter to Murdoch, essentially inviting him to sue. Mm. And, of course, Lachlan Murdoch uh, took up the invitation. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, very quickly too. I think probably Crikey knew that that was going to happen. I think they knew mm. it was already underway. Mm. You mentioned before that the defamation laws in the United States are very different than the defamation laws in this country, and that's why the Murdochs perhaps haven't sued newspapers that have printed similar allegations there. So... Tell me, what will Crikey need to prove in the court to win this case? Well, luckily for them, they won't need to prove that it's true, although mm. there is the option of trying to do that. That is very, very, very difficult. Almost whatever you've said about anyone, courts don't generally support the media in that. that. They uh, probably have two defences available to them. One is um, honest opinion stroke fair comment, which is that you lay out the you, you say, well, look, we've laid out the facts and having laid out the facts, we've said this is what we think about it. The other possibility is a public interest defence, which is a new defence in, in Australian defamation laws, has not been tested ever, that it's a matter of public interest, that what you've written about is a matter of public interest. I would have thought that's, that's not going to be difficult to prove. The second thing is that you reasonably believe that publication is in the public interest. Um, but... Courts are not, there has been huge difficulty in the past persuading courts that the media has behaved reasonably. And it looks like the test in this is not going to be that you reasonably believed it was in the public interest, it is that you behaved reasonably as well. And if that's the case, Crikey is going to face a difficult task because essentially judges don't really like the media and they have rarely, if ever, um, decreed that the media has behaved reasonably in a particular case. Mm, and Paul, Barry, what's your view? Can Crikey actually win this? I mean, the Murdochs, they're some of the richest people in the world. They'll have some pretty good lawyers, I would think. Well, I think it's going to be a, a fascinating case. Um, mm. I mean, I'm a journalist. 
I believe in freedom of speech. In fact, so does Lachlan Murdoch and News Corp. They tell us endlessly they believe in freedom of speech. I would have thought it is an important matter of principle that you can say something like this, even if it is a bit extreme and a bit over the top. I, I think we need laws in this country that allow that sort of freedom of expression. I'd like to see Crikey win. I'd like to see freedom of speech upheld. Do I think they're going to succeed? I think it's going to be a difficult battle. I think it's going to be a really interesting battle because you're going to get essentially a trial of how Fox News and the Murdochs behaved in the run-up to the January 6th um, riots. That is going to be a, a trial for which a lot of people will want to buy tickets. So I think it's going to be a fascinating case, whoever wins. Paul Barry is the host of Media Watch on ABC TV. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening. been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.